Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning is Ann Ferguson with the Mentoring Alliance or just Mentoring Alliance if you prefer. A longtime agency based in Tyler that works with kids and families and we're going to get an update today. Ann, welcome. Great to have you with us. Hi John. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to visiting with you today. Sure thing. Don't forget In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Now Ann, you're official title vice president of programs that uh, carries quite a bit of responsibility i'm sure tell us a little bit about what you do certainly it does um, and anytime we're working with children and families it's important work and and we take that very seriously so uh, i'm the very fortunate one that gets to lead our respective programs team so we offer three programs to the community mentor connect is our one-to-one -one mentorship program we do mentoring alliance after school which provides after school care in the school districts here and then uh, mentoring Alliance summer camps, which provides uh, 10 weeks of summer camp uh, that incorporates an academic component here in Tyler every summer. So I am the very fortunate one that gets to lead those three teams and make sure that we are serving children and families to the best of our abilities here. You bet. And we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it in just a minute. Tell us a little bit about you. You are fairly new to Tyler, fairly new right. to the Mentoring Alliance. Uh, where did you, I think you did some, uh, spent some time in Dallas, actually. So you That's moved right. to Tyler, what, uh, a couple of years ago? Uh, about a year and a half ago in the middle of COVID. So that was quite an experience. I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh, of course, I made the plans before COVID happened, but got here uh, late April, early May of 2020, and I've been here since. I'm originally from Waco, Texas. I'm a big Baylor fan as well. I know I've got a good Baylor community Go here Bears. in Tyler. That's right. You do Sicko. indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and then for the last 15 years prior to coming to Tyler, lived in Dallas, Texas. And 10 of those years was working for a ministry where I got to travel a lot to Zambia, Africa to work with children there as a part of the work that we did. So have had a great experience both here in Texas and around the world. You bet. And the Mentoring Alliance has been around for a long time, and I can fill in some of the blanks on that because I was there er, very early on uh, when the roots of it were just being planted, and I know you were not, so I can take care of that in short form. But tell us what the Mentoring Alliance is and what it does, just maybe a paragraph's worth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, our mission statement says a lot. It says we exist to mobilize godly people into the lives of kids and families to provide tangible help and eternal hope. And I love the way that encapsulates so beautifully the work that we do. But at the root of it, we believe that mentor relationships are really how change and impact happens, uh, especially in terms of the gospel, especially in terms of faith. And so we've built these programs and brought them together in such a way to ensure that relationships are really the core heart of what we do. That's why we're called the Mentoring Alliance. And so that takes shape, as I mentioned, through three programs. And so um, we you know, through one-to-one -one mentorship and Mentor Connect, we try to make sure that children have another safe adult in their lives whom they can lean on to ensure that they have additional support. And then through after school and summer camp, we provide not just kids, but also families with a critical service at an important time so that moms and dads and grandparents and aunts and uncles who work, but who also are caregivers, have a safe um, and trustworthy place for their kids to go. And kids not only have supervision and oversight, but also 
really great relationships being formed with their with their leaders, with their counselors, uh, whom they're gaining discipleship from, life wisdom from, and also hopefully they're learning some academics and, and things like that. So that's what we do at Mentoring Alliance. Well, you're a quick study. You've learned a lot in a yeah. year and a half. Uh, I'm going to share just a little bit of my own experience because right. I know you're new to the community and a lot of people may not be completely up on this. I remember I moved to Tyler in 1989 and actually to work for another radio company. And right about that time, there was a project, I think that was just getting up and going and they called it the Castle. It was uh, located in the old First Christian Church building, which now houses another church right around Front and Broadway. And it was basically uh, a ministry for youth who really needed strong role models and needed to be pointed in the right direction. Over the years, it evolved into the Boys and Girls Club. And now the Boys and Girls Club, also known as your after-school program, is one of the pieces of Mentoring Alliance as we know it today. So it's come a long way. Um, It would appear to me that the uh, right seeds were planted at the get-go, and over the years it's just evolved into something that uh, has become much bigger and better than I think anybody realized back at that time. And it's actually expanding into your hometown, Waco. I know that came out uh, a few months ago. That's a real interesting piece of it. That's right. Yeah, that is. It's been really exciting. You know, obviously the growth in Tyler has been significant with the transition to our program specifically happening within the schools and our partnerships with local school districts here in East Texas. And we did just expand into Waco in the last, I don't know, four or five months or so. We officially took over in May and uh, we did take over the Boys and Girls Club there. Now it's Mentoring Alliance Waco. And we did launch after school there just about three weeks ago. So it's early still. We're learning a lot every single day, but we're thrilled to be able to expand the work that we're doing. And I'm especially excited being in my hometown. Well, it really comes across, I must say. Ann Ferguson with Mentoring Alliance based in Tyler, but uh, serving people I guess it's safe to say far and wide. Our guest this morning on In Focus, I'm John Sims. Let's get uh, some of the other nuts and bolts information out there right now. You're at 1909 South Broadway. It's across Broadway from Bergfeld Center, the uh, longtime shopping center, a former bank building, and you moved uh, moved there not terribly long ago. The phone number is 903-593-9211, and I have to chuckle because that's the same phone number you had when you were the castle. Oh, and wow. So part, part of it has just uh, continued. And www.thementoringalliance.com. Real easy website to find and a lot of good information on there, which I think is uh, going to come out today because it certainly has uh, helped me. I needed a bit of a refresher course. So uh, everything we talk about today is going to be covered in one degree or another, I think, on that website. Um, Okay, mission again, you exist to mobilize godly people into the lives of kids and families, provide tangible help and eternal hope. And let's take the individual pieces of mentoring alliance as you've presented them to me uh ma summer camps that's a good place to start because it just wrapped up and i know that COVID has been a real challenge for you as it was last year when we had one of your colleagues on the air with uh, for the show but how did ma summer camps go this summer it was wonderful. I mean, we were thrilled this summer. Obviously, like everyone, last summer, we were just excited to even be able to have camp. I know a lot of organizations and services were not able to function because of the impact of COVID. We were fortunate to have great support from our community and especially our medical director. We made a lot of modifications to camp last summer, which got us through it, but didn't necessarily feel like camp all of the time. So this summer, it got to feel a lot more like camp. We got to have groups not so isolated from each other. Uh, they could mix around 
a little bit more, no masks, things like that. So it was really, really a great summer. Uh, we continue to be so thankful for our partnership with Tyler ISD. Not only do they allow us access into their middle schools, we host four sites in Tyler mm-hmm. and TISD middle schools. They also provide educators to come in and do a couple of hours of academics for every student every day, which is just a phenomenal impact to these kids. Not only do they have a safe and fun place to be during the day, but they're also getting some academics. And I think one of the most exciting things for us this summer was that we got to expand into another community for summer camp. So we actually launched our fifth location this summer in White House and Ah, just building on our relationship with that school district. They are phenomenally supportive. Uh, They were so excited to have summer camp and we were thrilled to be there. And it was just a great uh, first year of a new location uh, with lots more great work to come in that community as well. So uh, your MA summer camps project, uh, I guess that if you go to one of the summer camps under your auspices, you're going to see a lot of things going on that are pretty familiar to people who um, are familiar with the basic summer camp concept. But uh, the academically engaging and spiritually transforming piece, I guess, really kind of sets it apart. And let's look, um, some of the information you provided me before we went to where you had 1,260 campers and 168 staff. So those numbers alone speak to something that just looks very vibrant and very much in keeping with the way you've described it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the fact that we're able to be dispersed in multiple sites across the community really makes it accessible for for families to be able to take their kids there every single day. We have a lot of campers that come, you know, five, six weeks or some of them all nine or 10 weeks of camp. And so we're phenomenally excited to be able to serve that many. And we did have 168 college staff. It is not easy to find staff. Of course, there are a lot of great camps and a lot of great summer opportunities for college students. And so uh, we are actually already recruiting for our summer staff for next summer. We have a big goal uh, of around 250 staff next summer. We'd love to be able to serve more children uh, and just continue to build our great staff culture. So uh, this summer was especially exciting for me on a personal note. I have a niece and nephew who live in the DFW area. Mm. and They got to come to Tyler for a week and stay with their Aunt Anne and attend one of our our summer camp locations so I got to experience it from another perspective and see the impact it had on them which was really exciting for me. That sounds wonderful. Ann Ferguson with Mentoring Alliance our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims and uh, let's move on to well actually I uh, you, you said you're already preparing for next summer. That's let's right. kind of look ahead on that a little bit about what time of year do parents and kids need to be looking at signing up for your summer camps? Yeah we typically launch uh, sometime in the new year so Um, ideally by February, March, we're getting that launched. Of course, there's always some details that need to get worked out before we're ready to do that making sure that we have all our ducks in a row with the school districts and understand what transportation is going to look like and all of those things. But but certainly as the new year rolls around, start keeping an eye out for that and we'll get registration launched in that um, springtime so that families can go ahead and start signing up and, and get their summers planned out. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Mentor Connect, yes. an impactful mentoring ministry that connects godly mentors from local churches with children in mutually transforming relationships. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of that, exactly how that works and um, what uh, a child and a family can expect once that mentor connection is made. Yeah, well, we're just really privileged to be able to facilitate the process of building relationships. And so there are a lot of you know, godly men and women in our community who have a heart for kids and have a heart for families and want to see the gospel continue to spread and to see lives impacted. And there are 
lots of ways to do that, but one of the most profound ways to do that is through relationship. And so through Mentor Connect, we're able to really create matches between um, kids from single parent homes and a godly man or woman in our community who wants to serve and give back. And so we really, um, our heavy lifting is on the front end of trying to uh, learn more about each of the families who have a child that wants to be a mentee in our program and then recruiting and interviewing and selecting mentors then um, to, to be on the other side of that. And then we go through a process, once we've interviewed everybody and understand who's who, of making matches. We have mentor coordinators who are phenomenally good at figuring out you know who's going to be a good connection, who's going to match well in terms of location or personality or any of those things. Uh, and then once we make that match, then we try to help serve both sides of that. So talking to the child and the family on the mentee side, as well as talking to the mentor to make sure that everybody has what they need to feel supported as they begin this journey of building a relationship that we hope lasts much longer even than their official title as mentor and mentor connect. Mm -hmm. I'm somewhat familiar with mentoring programs. I was involved in one myself a number of years ago under different auspices. I think there are probably several, let's just say, around the community. But once that connection is made, what are we looking at? Do the uh, child and the mentor just yeah. get together and talk or do they do fun activities? Activities together? Is it just tailored to the individual relationship? What can yeah. a parent or child expect once that mentoring connection gets going? Yeah, so we ask our mentors to be involved with their mentees at least twice a month. And one of those being an in-person uh, connection point. So that could look like going to get ice cream. That could look like uh, going to a local football game or baseball game. That could look like going to the park and throwing the football or having somebody come to church with you. So there's a variety of ways that that looks. We hope that that second point of contact is at minimum a phone call or a touch point in that way. And then it really evolves from there and it does look unique to every relationship. Of course, we do have certain boundaries that we create that we ask everyone to abide by to ensure that it's as safe as possible for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Now let's get into the program that I think uh, is the core of the Mentoring Alliance and uh, again, officially Mentoring Alliance, but we can go with the Mentoring Alliance if we like. I Either guess. way, yeah. Okay, yeah, just it wanted works. to get that yeah. squared away. You drive by and you see Mentoring Alliance That's on right. the front, but it, uh, as long as we know what we're talking about, we're good to go. Right. Uh, and this, I think, is the piece that really dates back to the early Castle days and has grown and evolved and is still branded, at least in Tyler, as the Boys and Girls Club. MA After School, an engaging and fun after school care where children learn from great role models and grow academically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I guess you can take it from there and kind of go through exactly yeah. how that program works. Yeah, so we we love getting to, to lead our Mentoring Alliance after school program in our community. Uh, one of the things that is unique about us from certain other Boys and Girls Club locations and other communities is that we are we do not have a clubhouse model. So we don't have kids bust and, and van over to one specific location after school, but instead we are inside of elementary schools. So we currently have 20 schools in the East Texas region where we operate. So that's in Tyler, White House, and Bullard ISDs. And um, in that, we're serving about 23 different schools. And right now, we have about 725 students in our program. Of course, there's more demand for it, and we want to serve more than that. Uh, we are working on hiring as many staff as possible. But in part, you know, when kids uh, transition from school to after school, uh, they get to come into a fun, hopefully, and engaging environment where they are safe and have great oversight and care, but also where we're getting to invest in them 
giving them a space to do homework, but if they don't have homework, creating activities that are going to help them bolster their academic experience and support what they're doing in school. Uh, we do have a faith component of what we do, so we offer a Bible study and kind of small group program. If families choose to opt into that, they can be a part of our Bible study curriculum. And then this year, we're so excited, we've added something called social emotional learning. Uh, our friends at TISD here are, are utilizing this in their schools every day, and we're excited to be able to incorporate it as well, helping our kids begin to understand uh, what are feelings, what do I do with them, how do I how do I become aware of myself, how do I engage with others and build compassion and grit and kindness and um, an awareness of my my friends and my community as well. So we're excited about being able to do that. So uh, and of course, on top of that, kids love to get to play, right? So our our staff is predominantly comprised of young student, young college students or young people, and so the kids love them, and they love getting to play games and have fun and just build those relationships in the context of after-school care. Ann Ferguson with Mentoring Alliance, based in Tyler but serving surrounding communities and now moving into Waco. Our guest this morning on In Focus, I'm John Sims, 1909 South Broadway Avenue, the old uh, Bank of America building. I think that was the last bank that set up shop there, Sounds but right. it's real yeah. easy to find, very conspicuous signage. It's across <laughs> from Bergfeld Center. Phone number is 903-593-9211, and the website is thementoringalliance.com. Um, the MA After School Program... And uh, let's see, currently serving 725 students, you said, with 93 staff. That's the piece of uh, the Mentoring Alliance that we're on right now. And uh, I know um, uh, you've basically worked out of three different locations, Uh, the former First Christian Church on Broadway and then uh, a facility uh, which is now being occupied by a school in North Tyler near Waldert Park, and then you moved into the facility on Broadway, and a lot of people may not be completely up to speed on this. At one time, the kids were actually coming That's to right. the first two facilities for their after-school programs. At some point, you decided, hey, let's make uh, 1909 South Broadway basically office space and move the programs onto the school campuses. Right. And it looks like that model has proven to be what works best for you and for the people that you're trying to serve. Yeah, absolutely. There's certainly challenges with it as well, but I think what it does is for a parent you know the peace of mind of my child just really has to walk down the hall at the end of the school day to get to Uh their after school program and the convenience of when I go to pick them up I'm going to the place where I dropped them off that morning and it's you know obviously these schools are in neighborhoods it just expands in addition to making it easier for for our families and for our kids it broadens our ability to reach as many people as possible you know in a single location you're limited not only by geography but also by just the space of the building and so being able to be in the schools we've seen the number of children and families we're able to serve just expand incredibly and so we're Mm -hmm. excited and just can't say enough about how important our relationship is with the school districts here in our community and as we build into Waco we want to use the same model and approach approach that very similarly we want to be a support to what they're trying to do every single day to serve kids in our community and being in their schools is a great way for us to build on that partnership okay tyler bullard and white house isds that's, that's what you're working with right now that's okay right. along with uh, waco of course that's right yeah uh some changes we want to point out uh and i understand this was uh, largely if not entirely due to covid at one time you were serving 
uh, kids in middle school way back. Uh, the castle actually worked with high school kids, but you've kind of cut it down to where at this point you're now only serving elementary school kids. Let's talk a little bit about that and why it's important to focus on that population. Absolutely. Well, we had uh, we had transitioned to only elementary school for a while, and then a couple of years ago, uh, an expansion into middle school services for after school was um, piloted, and um, there was a lot of great success out of that in terms of impact. And at the same time, you know, it's a different student population. It requires different curriculum and different programming. It's certainly uh, more costly in some ways. And when COVID hit, you know, we really realized that we we couldn't afford to continue that. We needed to simplify and really focus on the core of what we did really well, which was working with elementary school students. You know, personally, you know, my passion is working with children and families, and I believe the earliest we can get to kids, the better. You know, a lot of the things that um, kids begin to struggle with as they get older and into adolescence, which we have great organizations here in the community focusing on those things. But for us, you know, our heartbeat really is to focus on kids when they're as young as possible so that we can begin to try to manage those things early on which again is one of the reasons why we're really excited about social emotional learning and how we're going to help these kids begin to develop those skills early on. Uh, we may never know the full impact of that uh, as these kids continue to grow up and, and get into middle school and high school. But we did decide focusing on elementary school is really what we do best. And so we wanted to give all of our energy to that and really press in to that age group specifically. Mm-hmm. Ann Ferguson with Mentoring Alliance, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Uh, 903-593-9211 is the phone number. The website is mentoringalliance.com. Does your focus on elementary school kids uh, go for Mentor Connect and summer camps as well? It does for summer camps. So we offer this same age range for summer camp and after school. However, with Mentor Connect, um, we start working with kids at about the fourth grade and then up through high school. So it's a little bit different there. Okay. Um, But yeah. So those older populations are included, but just not under all of your programs. That's right. Okay. Uh, Your priority outcomes, uh, you hope to see vibrant faith, strong character, academic success, emotional resilience, and life readiness. And I think we've talked about emotional resilience. That's the Mm -hmm. social-emotional program that you've been focusing on for much of the last several minutes. If you want to kind of go briefly through um, what you're looking to accomplish in, uh, with these other components, faith, character, uh, academic success, life readiness, things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, yeah. So, so obviously we're a faith-based organization, and so vibrant faith is our first and most important priority outcome. You know, we desire to see impact and transformation happen. We believe that we have great mechanisms to do that, like relationships and our programs. Uh, but at the end of the day, the thing that we believe is going to bring the most impact is the gospel of Jesus. And so one of our you know, number one priorities is to ensure that our programs are all geared towards developing a vibrant faith in the life of the kids that we serve. Uh, so that's our first one. Strong character. Obviously, we want to we wanna see kids become young people and adults who impact their communities. And one of the things that's important to do that is building a strong character. So we want to cultivate responsibility. We want to cultivate respectfulness, things like that, to see kids high integrity. You know, those are character qualities that we would love to see our kids build uh, over time in our programs. You know, academic success, I think we can all get on board with how important it is that Mm -hmm. kids, you know, get all the way through at least the 12th grade and get through high school and then ideally go even beyond that and obtain some additional education beyond high school. Um, But academic success is so important and we believe we have a role to play in support of our educators who are striving every single day to serve these kids and help them grow academically. So we've built in a lot of those components to what we do in all of our programs. 
as you've mentioned, we talked about emotional resilience, really critical in so many ways for all of these to succeed. So we're investing a lot there. And then life readiness. And you know, this can look like talking with some of our older students about college, and it can look like with Mentor Connect, um, investing in them and opportunities for scholarships once they finish high school and things like that. But it can also look like, you know, when we're working with kindergartners and first graders, you know, what are the what are the skills they're going to need to be ready to go to the next stage of life? And so at every point, we want to be sure that we're also investing in kids and making sure that they have what they need to continue on from grade to grade, from stage to stage. In mm-hmm. life. And that life readiness, that's really um, so much of what it's all about. Once they're through with uh, your program, through with high school and uh, ready to, uh, to become adults, that's uh, really, you constantly obviously have to be looking at that uh, all the way through. Ann Ferguson with Mentoring Alliance, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Your programs are affordable and you say trustworthy for parents and guardians who need solutions and shouldn't have to settle for just child care. And that uh, pretty much comes right off the notes that you so graciously provided mm-hmm. me to do my homework ahead of time. And um, I would ask how much, I mean, how much does it cost? That's not an easy question to answer. I guess there is sort of a generic um, way of approaching that. And I, if I'm not mistaken, what it comes down to is if uh, you're afraid you can't afford it, you don't have anything to worry about. That's right. Yeah, we have a starting weekly rate, $49 a week. But but our number one priority, I mean, certainly, you know, we want to be able to pay our staff. We want to be able to cover our costs. But we really exist to serve families. And so what we would never want is for someone to think, well, I can't access that program because I can't afford that weekly rate. Uh, please contact us. There's even sources, uh, resources on our website that can help you determine what uh, your rate might be if you qualify for a scholarship. Mm-hmm. We never want our program to be off limits. Um, we do believe that there's a value associated, so um, we think there's a lot of good pride and dignity in being able to, to pay for the service um, that you're accessing. But at the same time, we want to keep it um, accessible to as many people as possible. So families out there, if, you, if you're if you in need of after-school care and we can be a support to you in that, please don't let pay be the reason you don't reach out and learn more. And if you want to know more, of course, again, that phone number, 903-593-9211, or go through the website, thementoringalliance.com. Getting involved, uh, people can volunteer their time as mentors. Uh, You hire part-time staff to work from 2.30 to 6 p.m. in the after-school program. Um, It would seem quite obvious that when you're hiring volunteers, you're going to be vetting them. You want the right people to match up with the kids and the families that are in the greatest need and to be able to pinpoint what those needs are and to work within that framework. Uh, But your greatest need right now, I understand, is you hire part-time, is is to get that part-time staff hired to work in the after-school program. Uh, where are you with that right now, and what would you say to encourage people to get involved in that piece of the program? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we really need somewhere around 135 or so staff right now to be able to meet demand and to, to make sure that we have all of the key positions filled within each of our locations. We currently have about 102 staff, so that's you know hot off the press. Since I sent you my last notes, we've been able to hire uh-huh. some more staff, which is great. We're so excited about that. We do have a lot of children and families on the waiting list right now, and I'll tell you that our staff looks at that number every day, and we feel the weight of that, that there are families in need of care for their kids after school. And so, yes, our greatest need right now really is 
part-time staff. We're looking for around 30 or so more staff. We do hire a lot, like I said, of young people or college students. The kids love the energy that they bring to the program. They're fun, they're cool, right? And so if you're a young person in our community, if you love Jesus and you're passionate about kids and serving families, we're a great opportunity for you. Um, our staff does work. Um, most of them work every day, although we have a few that do work only a couple of three days a week. Um, ideally, you know, they can work the whole time. Um, this is great experience. I'll just throw that out there as a leader in a nonprofit. Man, if I'm looking at resumes, this is a great experience for a college student or young person to have as they're figuring out what they want to do in their career. Uh, so not only can you serve and share the gospel and build relationships and see impact, you can build great experience. And of course, uh, we pay you. So our starting pay for these part-time staff is $10 an hour. So um, like everybody, we're struggling to find staff. I think this is a, a problem our whole community is having, but we are really praying and trusting that the Lord will provide so that we can see every child that wants to be in our program have that opportunity. All right, very well stated. Getting down close to the end of the program, we certainly want to include the donor piece. You tell us you're supported by generous investors in this community and donating is really simple. Besides donating your time, as we've just discussed, you can donate financially. And I believe that donation tab on the website is real easy to find. Uh, you can write a check as well. I That's suppose. right. Yeah. We, we'll take it. We'll take the check or an online gift. Uh, we appreciate the support of our community. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking down the road, I know that uh, you're kind of doing some what you call strategic planning light right now. Um, you have the basic model in place, but you right. do have to look to the future. And I know that you're in the process of just kind of working on, again, some nuts and bolts that'll help you be even more successful and to grow. That's right. Yeah, we have a, a, a wonderful vision and our CEO, Kevin East, and our board has really helped build and shape what the future is going to look like for Mentoring Alliance, especially in terms of expansion beyond the East Texas community. Uh, but internally, always there's opportunities for us to continue making sure that our staff and structure really uh, best suit the future of the program. And so we are looking at some of those opportunities right now to make sure that we have all the right people in all the right places to make sure we're doing the best possible work. Mm -hmm. Just about at the end of the show, let me kind of wrap things up for you here. We've been talking to Ann Ferguson with Mentoring Alliance. 1909 South Broadway, phone number 903-593-9211, and the website is the mentoringalliance.com. Mentoring Alliance basically um, composed of summer camps, the Mentor Connect program, and the after-school program, Brandon and Tyler, as the Boys and Girls Club, just to kind of sum everything up. But beyond that, I guess I would just say, and it's been a pleasure having you join us today. Thanks so much for getting us up to speed on Mentoring Alliance. Thank you for having me. It's uh exciting to get to visit with you and looking forward to uh, what the future holds. Thank you, Ann. Ann Ferguson, Mentoring Alliance, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thanks for joining us and see you again next week on In Focus.